welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's February 12th, 2020, and this is episode 40. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, MoviesPastAndPresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Happy Valentine's Day week to you all. <laughs> and Valentine's Day is this Friday, as you know, and there are four major studio releases to choose from if you're planning to go to the movies this weekend with your Valentine. Uh, some of these movies don't seem very Valentine Day like, but or Valentine's Day like. But hey, um, no one asked me. So first up is Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a family action comedy from Paramount Pictures. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is speeding uh, to theaters for a big screen adventure for the whole family. It's based, of course, on the global blockbuster video game franchise from Sega. Uh, And it tells the story of the world's speediest hedgehog as he embraces his new home on Earth. In this live-action adventure comedy, Sonic and his new best friend Tom, who's played by James Marsden... Uh, They team up to defend the planet from the evil genius Dr. Robotnik, who in this uh, movie is played by none other than Jim Carrey. And Dr. Robotnik has got evil plans for world domination, so they're they're busy. Um, Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic, and Sonic the Hedgehog is rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for action, some violence, rude humor, and brief mild language. Next up is Downhill, which is a comedy drama from Searchlight, excuse me, Searchlight Pictures. This movie uh, made its debut at the Sundance Film Festival last month and now is opening in wide release um, this Friday. It's a remake of a 2014 Swedish film called Force Majeure. hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and this English language, you know, American-made version, stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. So, um, I don't know if you've seen the preview yet for this comedy or not, or again, comedy drama, but um, after barely escaping an avalanche during a family ski vacation in the Alps, a married couple is thrown into disarray as they are forced to reevaluate their lives and how they feel about each other. So... um, this, I guess, is a bit of a spoiler alert, although it's given away in the trailer. But this avalanche hits while they're at, while Will Ferrell, Julie Dreyfus, you know, these, these married, who play a married couple, and their children um, are like on kind of like out on a deck of a ski lodge. And um, this avalanche approaches, and Will, the Will Ferrell character, the father character, uh, abandons the family. To, to go save himself. So, um, Julia Lee Dreyfus was actually on the Stephen Colbert show um, yesterday and was talking uh, talking to him about about this uh, about this movie. And uh, you know, Colbert asked, you know, every man wonders that you know what what would I have done. If that you know if that situation happened to me, and 
Julie Lee Dreyfus had a you know good comment. She said, "We all think we would stay, but what this movie is about is that good people make bad choices. How does one redeem themselves after that moment?" Um, and then <laughs> Stephen Colbert, of course, has to throw in a joke, and he said, "Yes, it's a great Valentine's Day movie if your relationship is very solid." <laughs> so anyway, again, kind of an interesting choice for Valentine's Day, but. Uh, the film played to somewhat mixed reviews at Sundance, but I'm I'm ex- I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think I think it looks very interesting. So, uh, Downhill is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for language and some sexual material. Next up, of course, we have to have a horror film, right, for Valentine's Day. Uh, we've got Fantasy Island, which is a horror film from Columbia Pictures. Now, this yes, this is this Fantasy Island is based upon that television series with uh ricardo Montalban, uh and uh in this film mr rourke is played by the actor michael pena and uh you know so wait for it as far as you know as this description goes screams come true in bloomhouse productions new spin on fantasy island uh bloomhouse productions as you probably know, is um, the brainchild of producer Jason Bloom. And Bloomhouse has been involved with a lot of high-concept yet low-budget horror films that have just made truckloads and truckloads of money and been wildly popular. Um, films like Paranormal Activity, The Purge, Insidious, and of course all these have spawned off multiple sequels. Um, since I don't watch horror films, I'm not well versed in this area, but I know that when there's a Bloomhouse Productions logo attached to the picture, you just, you know what you're going to get, you know, you know what you're going to get, uh, which is, uh, you know, a horror film. (laughs) So, uh, and you know, yeah, you know, a, a pretty, sometimes pretty graphic horror films, but anyway, a horror film nonetheless. So this new spin on Fantasy Island uh, Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. I've seen the previews for it, and again, it really looks like it you know, it takes a pretty dark turn. And I know the Fantasy Island TV show somewhat did that too. And I think that, if I'm not mistaken, that there was a remake. I mean, another version of the Fantasy Island TV show that did the, did the same thing that went for less campy and and and, and pretty dark. Uh, this so this version though this Bloomhouse version is rated PG thirteen, so they're going for a little you know wider audience on it. By the Motion Picture Association for violence, terror, drug content, suggestive material, and brief strong language. Now finally, the fourth movie opening up this weekend is actually a romantic drama. So yay! Because hello, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, this movie is called The Photograph. It's from Universal Pictures. It's from writer-director Stella Maggie. And um, she also wrote the screenplay. And it's a, it's a love story about forgiveness and finding courage um, to seek the truth no matter where it will lead you. So uh, it tells a story of a, of a photographer uh, who unexpectedly dies. And this photographer, she's a woman, and she leaves her... A strange daughter, uh, hurt 
angry and full of questions. Um, but when a photograph that was tucked away in a safe deposit box is found, this daughter, you know, this angry daughter, finds herself on a journey delving into her mother's early life and ignites a powerful, unexpected romance with the rising star journalist. So this stars uh, Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. These are our um, our two, uh, uh, I guess, lovers or, or potential lovers in the, in the film. And uh, anyway, let's hope that it's that it, it's it's a, a Valentine's Day movie that's, that's that's going to deliver the goods because it's really the only one that uh, is kind of a traditional valentine's day film uh the photograph is rated pg-13 by the motion picture association for sexuality and brief strong language so there you have it uh, in the new movie roundup we've got sonic the hedgehog downhill fantasy island and the photograph all opening up on valentine's day this friday february 14th <music> reviews i just want to talk a little bit about the return of the modest budget uh disney family film that is happening right now on uh disney's streaming service which you know as you know is called disney plus um now i grew up on a steady diet of classic disney films of course the animated motion pictures you know played a huge part of my childhood films like snow white and the seven dwarfs uh Peter Pan, which was one of my all-time favorites. Uh, 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, and, and The Rescuers were all movies that I just loved as a child and, and uh, again, really influenced my life. But I also loved, as a kid, live-action Disney films, too. So, uh, the, and these are films that my mom and dad would take me to see in the theater. Uh, but they were also, we, I mean, we watched them together as a family, on Sunday nights on the Wonderful World of Disney TV show. Uh, these are films like The Love Bug. Uh, and of course many multiple sequels. <laughs> that followed. Uh, and then also just greats like Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, the Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. The Absent Minded Professor. And the North Avenue Regulars. Um, these were all childhood staples. And, and, and movies that um, I loved then. And, and, and that I love now. So fast forward to today, and the enter the entertainment landscape we live in is really different, as of course as we all know. Um, you know, we've got hundreds, if not thousands, of choices, entertainment choices, every bit, every second of the day. Uh, and you know, streaming services play a big part of this right now, um, and they make it so convenient to watch things. You know. Uh, on Netflix and and um, then of course Disney Plus, and we can watch some of these great Disney movies just literally at the click of a button. Um, one important thing though about Disney Plus and really any of these streaming services and and really just any channel or network you know in general is that they rely on content and uh, and many of them rely on just you know 
previously made content, but a lot, a lot of them also rely on a combination like Netflix, you know, relies on a combination of new content, be it a series, TV series or a, you know, mini series or documentaries or whatnot, as well as feature films. And Disney Plus is no exception. So really, the advent of Disney Plus is 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 a is quite a bonus in, in a couple of ways. And so let me explain. Uh, you know, typically, what what the Walt Disney Company seems to be doing now is that they're only releasing these big budget type films in theaters. So, uh, for example, you know, all of their all of those those animated remakes that they're doing. Uh, you know, last year we had the Lion King and we had Aladdin, um, and you know, even Dumbo, but those were all, they spent a lot of money to make them. And then they put them in the theater with the hopes that this was, they were going to get a big, you know, a big return, but smaller films. And I think that the last one we saw was kind of a quiet film. It was called the queen of Cotway. Um, it, I think that came out like in 2016. And again, it's a, a modest budget film. I hate to say low budget because I don't mean that it was, you know, that, that, that it's cheap or that it's shoddy quality. I think the quality is good, but it's just, you know, just kind of uh, just a more quiet type film. And uh, that's not going to earn all the money that, you know, one of these big, splashy, special effects driven movies is going to earn. But yet, still, it makes for a really good outing at the movies, and and it's just a good, solid film. So, thankfully, with the advent of Disney+, and because of the need for fresh content, thankfully, the Walt Disney Studios, that uh, their, their film division is contributing movies to, you know, original or newly created movies to Disney+. Plus. That they probably wouldn't have made at all because, again, they don't really fit the requirements of, of, of having like being these big, big budget, big franchise, uh, big expensive movies again that are going to have a really big, have a big return. There was an there was an interview last year done. It was printed in the Hollywood Reporter. Um, they had interviewed Alan Horn, who is co-chairman of of the Walt Disney Studios and the Walt Disney. This, this particular division of Disney is responsible both for the film content that goes in theaters as well as the content that gets made for television. Um, and Alan Horn said, though, that Disney Plus is going to, that will, he, Disney Plus will accommodate both film and television product. So each of the entities that is under my umbrella is charged with the challenge or responsibility of coming up with programming that can go directly to the service. And he thinks, you know, that it's good news because now uh, his quote is who he was going to call one of his studio heads and said, you know, I have good news. You can now make uh, McFarland USA again. That was an example of a wonderful movie that lost money. But this is the perfect vehicle. This meaning Disney Plus is the perfect vehicle for that kind of movie. So uh, and I don't know if you saw McFarland USA. It was a sports film and it was really good. But again, kind of, you know, this, this more modest budget film that's not really splashy and it's more of a kind of a human drama, more of a gentle kind of film, but fantastic. And again, just reminiscent of the kind of Disney movies that I loved as a kid. So thankfully with Disney Plus, they have, they have uh, you know, this service launched last November and really about once a month, 
they're releasing a new uh, film. So first up when the service launched was was the uh, comedy Noel, uh, spelled N O E L L E, uh, and it, I don't know if you had it, if you saw that one. It was a Christmas show, so again it was perfect. You know that it came out in November, but um, it was a light and breezy, family friendly comedy that starred Anna Kendrick. She played uh, the daughter of Kris Kringle, who uh, was just trying to keep the keep the family together. Uh, her brother who was played by Bill Hader, uh, was taking over the role of being Chris Kringle, uh, but instead goes AWOL. <laughs> and so it's up to Noel to save Christmas and to save her family. Anyway, it wasn't great, but it was cute. It was cute. The other thing that they put out there on Disney+, Plus, and I really don't want to talk about it that much, but they did a, a at launch, uh, they produced a live-action version of, of... Well, I can't even believe I'm calling it a live-action version. Although it was. Live-action slash computer-generated imagery version of Lady and the Tramp. So they had filmed actual dogs, you know, of course, in, a, in a, an environment with, with, with actual actors. But uh, it was horrible. Um, hated it. But then again, you know... I don't want to really, I'm not a fan of these remakes, but that's another story for another day. So uh, then in January, uh, or it might have even been, it might have even been late December, but uh, they released the film Togo on Disney Plus, which is which was a re really stunning uh, action drama starring Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's based on a true story of of uh, that winter in, nine, in 1925 where. There was a deadly a a epidemic in, in Nome, Alaska, and the only way to get the cure there was uh, through using sled dogs. And so uh, this particular guy that Willem Dafoe plays, his name is, is, is Leon Hard Seppala, um, he, he, he and his sled dogs, led by one of his more rambunctious dogs named Togo, really kind of defy all odds and, and are able to, to um, you know, serve this mission. Uh, one interesting thing about this story, the, is the dog that we're all familiar with is Balto. You probably have heard the story of Balto, isn't there? I think there's even a statue of Balto in New York City. But according to this story, really, we need to be grateful to Togo. Um, and I, I won't try not to give too much away. But anyway, it's a really... It's a really solid movie, beautifully, beautifully crafted and, and and compelling, and again, just great for families. And uh, then last week, for February's movie, Disney Plus released uh, Timmy Failure: Mistakes Were Made, which is uh, a comedy, a little a family comedy, based on uh, a book series. Um, the author's name is Stephen Pastis. And he's written, I guess, a few of these Timmy Failure books. So Mistakes Were Made is one of them. And that's what this movie is, is based on, is that, that particular uh, title. And also, though, they brought in, they brought in Stephen Passes to, to co-write the screenplay, too. But it's, it's, it is just the, it's such a cute little movie. Timmy Failure is this uh, very confident but somewhat clueless 11-year-old uh, kid who... Forms his own detective agency in Portland, Oregon. Uh, 
he he has got an imaginary polar bear as his partner, um, who he's named Total. And so the name of this of his uh, detective agency is Total Failure Incorporated. <laughs> but you know, so needless to say, the kid's a bit of an oddball, and and uh, the adults in his life, including his mother, who's a single mother, and um, teachers at school and counselor at school or whatnot, and the mother's boyfriend, or at least the guy who's trying to date date his mom, or I'll I'll try to help help him out. But it's, it's, again, I think it just hits all the right notes where it's funny, it's charming, engaging for kids and adults. And just, you know, kind of that sweet spot that, 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 that Disney's so good at, at doing really to appealing to a wide demographic with the same, with the same movie. Coming next month uh, on Disney Plus uh, for, their, for their, you know, actual movie is, is, is a teen drama called Stargirl. Um, it's based on a novel. By Jerry Spinelli. Um, I don't know much about it other than it's a teen, it's a teen drama. But still, you know, I just think I think it's great that that the family, the the modest budget family feature has returned on Disney Plus, and and that's just I think that's just a big win for us all. Speaking of the classic Disney family film, uh, for Classic Cinema Corner, uh, I had a fun night last night, or last week, excuse me, uh, with some of my friends, and we we get together occasionally just, you know, for a movie night, and and often we'll, 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 do, we'll do it like on a Friday night, so we don't have to, you know, worry about work the next day, but, uh, and we'll often do a double feature, and, and often it's themed. So we did a themed double feature of sci-fi movies. And, and sci-fi movies that either not all of us had seen or just we haven't seen for a while. So first up was kind of a random pick, but it's on Disney+. Plus. And, uh, and so I decided to talk about these and maybe give you a couple of ideas if, if you're looking for some uh, classic movies to, to watch. Uh, we watched, the, watched Flight of the Navigator, which is a film from 1986. And again, it's on Disney+. Plus. And this film was directed by Randall Kleiser, who, who is the director of the, the uh, film adaptation of Grease. And so, you know, kind of a different style of film, but it's about a, it's a, it's a, again, a sci-fi picture and kind of a mystery. It's about this, this, this ordinary boy. Uh, they live in, he, they live in Florida. He with his, he lives in Florida with his mom and dad and his and his brother. And one night, um, mysterious event happens to him, and and it turns out that he 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 disappears for a few years. Uh, but he doesn't age. When, when he finally comes back, everybody else is, has aged, and he's he's still the same, you know, the same age he was as when he disappeared. But so something something was up, and it turns out that that there's some uh, some aliens uh, involved, and and uh, there's some mystery to be solved and some work to do. But it's a pretty, it's a fun adventure movie. I hadn't seen this for forever, and I hardly remembered anything about it. But uh, it stars in a supporting role a, a, a very young Sarah Jessica Parker. It's fun to see see her. Uh, in it. But but really, kind of the star of the show is is a robot that's on this on this spaceship, 
and it's voiced by Paul Rubens, uh, you know, also known as Pee Wee Herman. In the in the credits, it lists it lists the name as Paul Mall M A L L, but but uh, it's it's Pee Wee Herman, you know, slash slash uh, slash Paul Rubens, but. Really enjoyed watching that, and 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 that might be fun, something fun for you to check out on Disney Plus if you if you're so inclined. Then we watched the great sci-fi comedy uh, Galaxy Quest. This is from 1999. Uh, this is from DreamWorks Pictures, and as you may recall, it stars Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell's in it, Daryl Mitchell, and Rico Cobb. Colin Tony, I hope I'm saying saying your name right, Enrico. Uh, but it's that it's that Star Trek spoof. If you, if you uh, if you haven't ever seen it, but it's it's Galaxy Quest was a was a classic TV show, you know, in this in this movie. And then these actors, Tim Allen plays like the Captain Kirk role, and they all you know have their uh, have their roles or their, their inspirations based on on, on Star Trek characters. But they're these actors' lives now. They're they are all just bored to death and just kind of stuck because all they're doing is going to fan conventions and just kind of going through the motions. But nothing really is exciting or, or really great is happening in their lives, and they're all kind of mad at each other and frustrated. But it turns out that this this actual alien race uh, that's in big trouble they uh, they. You know, seeing this TV show, they go whatever through however transmission or however they've been able to watch it, and they've based a lot of their their own defenses and spaceship design and whatever on this. Is and and and, and they go to Earth to try to get all get these people who they believe are, are real. They don't understand the whole concept of actors uh, to actually go into outer space to them and help them fight off. Uh, you know their their uh, their enemies who are who have who are really threatening uh, their existence. It is so funny, played for laughs. There's some there's some there's some good there's some tender stuff in it too. Again, good pacing, but just hilarious and and uh, highly recommended if you've never seen <laughs> Galaxy Quest, and particularly if you're familiar with with uh, the construct of of Star Trek. Uh, the Star Trek TV series and, and and movies. So anyway, yeah, Flight of the Navigator and Galaxy Quest made for a fun sci-fi movie night with with my friends. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about all the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening, and see you at the movies. Movies.